tortoise. Hello, I'm Tomini and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, Israel has seen huge protests after its parliament passed a controversial law that will diminish the power of the Supreme Court. Why has it caused so much unrest? That's after a short break. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Now to massive protests rocking Israel. They intensified today after lawmakers voted to take power away from the Supreme Court, a plan pushed by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Over the past few days, people have come out onto the streets after members of the Knesset, Israel's parliament, voted to reduce the influence of the country's highest court. The change was supported by the far-right, ultra-conservative wing and had the backing of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Israel's Supreme Court is a key check on the power of Parliament, which only has one legislative chamber. But far-right parties think the courts have a liberal bias and too much power. Benjamin Netanyahu relies heavily on a coalition of those parties to shore up his position after they helped him get re-elected last year. Yair Lapid, the leader of Israel's opposition, thinks he's a prisoner of the far-right. There is no prime minister in Israel. Netanyahu has become a puppet on the strings of messianic extremists. With the court strength diminished, opposition leaders like Yair Lapid and protesters on the streets fear that Israel's democracy is under threat and that the country's religious right will usher in policies that will undermine the rights and freedoms of its citizens. Many Israelis, Liberals in particular are up in arms about the amendment, causing chaos in several cities. This is descending into a melee here. I'm at one of the main protests here in Jerusalem. You can tell that there's a lot of pushing and shoving and wrestling going on right now between police officers and the protesters. Earlier, angry crowds massing near the Israeli parliament, police carrying away protesters and firing water cannon to disperse crowds overnight. But there are other forms of protest too, ones that will hit Israel's economy and its public services. Doctors walked out on Tuesday and Israel's largest trade union is considering a general strike. Even army reservists, not a group usually associated with anti-government protest, have threatened to refuse to serve a state that they say is becoming increasingly authoritarian. A bill to change Israel's judicial system was first introduced by the Justice Minister Yariv Levin seven months ago. At the centre of the plan, allowing lawmakers in the Knesset to override rulings by the country's Supreme Court. If approved, a 61-vote majority in Parliament would be enough to pass laws deemed unconstitutional by the top court. On Monday, the Knesset voted to pass one of those proposed changes. It will alter the court's ability to rule on the reasonableness of legislative changes by Parliament. 
In the past, if the court thought that laws introduced by Parliament went against the rights and freedoms enshrined in Israel's laws, they could overrule Parliament. That power has now been removed. When he introduced the proposed changes back in January, Yariv Levin claimed they would strengthen Israeli democracy. We go to the polls, we vote, we elect, and people who we didn't elect take decisions for us. Many look to our judicial system and find that their voice isn't being heard. That is not democracy. He said it's anti-democratic for the Supreme Court to have the power to overturn laws passed by elected members of parliament. But many Israeli citizens don't see it that way. According to a poll by the Israel Democracy Institute back in February, 66% of Israelis think the Supreme Court should have the power to overrule legislation. Many people are fearful about what this law change will allow the government to do. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. These are the final breaths of the Israel democracy. And we're trying to, to make somebody listen to us because the majority of the people want democracy. I'm here today to make it clear to the people that I've elected, to the people that I voted for, to the people that I support, that I am 100% in favor of this judicial reform. This is a significant moment for Israel. The opposing sides, the conservative right and the liberal majority, have entirely different visions for the country. One wants Israel to be a liberal, secular democracy. The other wants conservative religious principles to inform policy and public life. Until now, the country's ultra-conservative politicians have seen the Supreme Court as the main obstacle to them realising their hardline agenda. That has now been neutralised. Now the opposition fears that they'll move ahead with policies that will erode LGBTQ and women's rights, undermine the status of minority groups and expand settlements on Palestinian lands in the West Bank, eventually leading to their annexation. The ascendancy of the religious right in Israel will impact more than just domestic politics. In recent years, Israel has made strides towards a peaceful relationship with some of its neighbours in the Middle East. In 2020, the UAE, Bahrain, Sudan and Morocco all normalised relations with Israel. But if the rights of Israeli Arabs are undermined, and if more Palestinian territory is seized by settlers in the West Bank, these new, fragile relationships may shatter and could pave the way for renewed conflict in the region. Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. This episode was written and mixed by Ella Hill. Tortoise.